that's the way you got to look at it. Even though rates are going up, you, you're better off in, in, a, in, a, in a structure like this than you would be out hoping, hoping for good things to happen to you in the standard market right now. This is the PMP Industry Insider Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome out to another episode of the PMP Industry Insider Podcast, where we take a look at what is going on in the pest and lawn industries, and we take it to the front lines of those that are driving those changes. As always, I'm Donnie Shelton, owner of Triangle Home Services, as well as Triangle Lawn. And with me is the newest, by the way, Dan, I, I just read in the news that Sean Hannity followed your lead. He's leaving New York and he's going to Florida. By the way, for our listeners, Dan is currently in Florida, and and it, it, can I call you a Florida resident? Is that is that, that a definitely a Florida? I am. I am definitely a Florida <laughs> resident. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, the the, the newly for the newly Florida resident, Mr. Dan Gordon. Dan, say good morning. Introduce our topic, our guest, as well as our sponsors. Good morning. And just for the record, I've been a Florida resident for well over a year now. So uh, Dan Gordon, uh, PCO Bookkeepers, PCO M&A Specialists. We uh, specialize in accounting for the pest and lawn industry, as well as exit planning services. And uh, you may have heard the news, and we do this each and every episode. And it's really actually getting quite exciting because we've got, oh, I don't know, David uh, has, has basically telling me, okay, we got to start another group. So we start, uh, you know, I, I think we're up to four or five of them, but uh, you may have heard the news that we're uh, doing peer groups with uh, folks who uh, are like-minded within the industry. And um, it's actually terrific. If you want to find out more about what a peer group is, go to episode 136. We're doing it with David Billingsley, who is a um, industry veteran and uh, we love working with him. And also please consider supporting our sponsors uh, for those who are interested in marketing. It's Cole March by Workwave and we will be at the Workwave, both Donnie and I will be at the Workwave uh, conference next week, which is always a blast. Uh, I will be doing three presentations, which I'm pretty excited about, but uh, it's always just a lot of learning and it's a big party and it's a, it's a lot of fun. And the second sponsor we are, or actually the first sponsor today, uh, is uh, PestSure. And with us, our, our guest today is Todd Burke from PestSure. And uh, we are very excited to, to speak with him because, uh, you know, the, the, the insurance markets, everybody's very concerned about uh, what's going on with them. Um, so uh, PestSure is an insurance provider in the pest control industry, and they're obviously one of our sponsors. Um, We've covered details about PestSure uh, in episode 86 and uh, how a captive works. Uh, uh, that's, a, that's a captive. Maybe uh, Todd can uh, summarize that. And we spoke uh, to PestSure's director of safety, Linda, uh, in episode 138. And um, so if you're interested, you can go back to those episodes. That's episode 86 and 138. And I got all that out. And I don't think I screwed anything up. And you so did. we are you, ready to you roll. Did. Hang on. Hey, we, Todd, we, welcome. We have to I'm not listening. La, 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 I have one thing I have to say. And then after that, we're going to bring Todd on, which is I have to apologize to our audience because Dan just went on about how we're going to be there. And, and, and when this episode airs, the, the Workwave Conference will be over. So hopefully. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we are recording this on. 
Yes. Thursday, January Prior. 4th. Yes. Yes. But I have that, that's not to take away from the excitement of, of yes, us having pressure. Yes, we are very on. excited from having been there. Didn't you have a great time, Donnie? Wasn't it awesome? I did. I did. And the one thing I will add is, you know, on this on this podcast, you know, I am absolutely, I'm a customer pester. I've been a customer pester for many, many years. Uh, I very much believe in their program. And I've talked about this in previous episodes. I, I think it's really important that, you know, as a business owner, you align yourself with partners who really understand what's going on in your business. And and especially insurance, it's not something that I like to, um, I don't think insurance is one of those things where you should be cutting costs because it's when you need it. It's a little right. too late. And so I would just say that, you know, Todd and, and, and by the way, I didn't talk to Todd about this before we started the episode, but, but certainly I'm a, I'm a huge fan, right? I have been, I've been on the pressure program for many, many years. I plan on staying there. Really like the program that you guys have. I'm a huge fan. And with that, Todd, by the way, we program. have lots and lots of clients. As well. So yeah. Anyway, Thank are you, you ready to introduce uh, Todd? Todd, Todd, do you want to join or just? I'm ready. I'm ready. Thank, you. thank you, guys. I appreciate yeah. that. It's <laughs> not, nice to be back and and happy New Year, everybody. To you too. Same to you. Same to you. So, um, so give us a. I, I know that we talked about going to episode 86, but uh, a elevator pitch. What is Pesture? What makes it different than traditional uh, insurance? And um, how does it work? Great. Thank you very much. So we're going into our 44th year in business as a, as a captive and cap basically captive is an alternative uh, risk option for folks to form their own insurance company. And that's what many uh, 1980, it was formed due to the chemical exposure in the, in the industry where people couldn't get insurance. And so about 20 pest control companies came together and, and formed, formed their own company to, to take themselves out of the standard market, the insurance cycles, the swings. And we'll get into that in a little bit here with the auto, what the auto market's doing uh, and, and, and how, how punitive that's been for so many folks to be, you know, just flopping in the wind, you know, waiting to see what happens with their auto or auto rates. But so it's, 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 it's a base, it's, it's an op opportunity to, to have predictability uh, and stable and, and, uh, rates and allow you to, to rest uh, peacefully, basically, and know that you're going to have the right coverage when you need it and not have to worry about the insurance. It's uh, we're, when you think of Pesture, think of us as, you know, we're a full service insurance team. We're all based in Dallas, except for one person that is in Florida. Um, and we have, uh, we, we, we have loss prevention dedicated. We have our own claims team. We have everything as, as you would expect for a full insurance company to have. And we do, we do the underwriting. We have control. That's the big, biggest thing, I guess I should say is, is with the captive structure is you get control over pricing, you get control over claims where you don't have that in the standard market. And we become over the last 43, 44 years, an industry resource. And, and the risk has shifted from, from the general, general liability exposure to an auto exposure. And, you know, we have, we have about 17,000 vehicles insured. We have about 800 million in payroll and about $2.1 billion in revenue. If you roll everybody up. So we're a significant player in the market. And, and again, this is all we do every day. And, and uh, it's been a very, very good decision for so many PMPs. But to be clear, 
there's there's uh, the risk is spread to another uh, insurance company. So it's not twenty guys getting together, and when that money's depleted, we're we're gone. So just no, no, no. Yeah. Okay. Right, right. So we 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 write for the, for the captive. We do we handle all all lines of coverage, but for the captive lines are general liability, auto liability, and workers' compensation. And then we have a second separate program for property, separate one for umbrella. But for the the three the three captive lines, we we're running about forty million dollars a year in premium right now through the through the captive. Plus all the other ones you're looking, we're, we're, we're probably handling up touching about 55 or $60 million of premium. Gotcha. Gotcha. And, and I, just real quick for our listeners, can we talk a little bit through the benefits of it being structured that way versus say going to another insurer? Because I think the point that you made that what happened in 1980 or whenever you guys got started, like the whole reason that the captive got started I think it's important for our listeners to understand that, right? It, it it absolutely is a scenario where you could you could not get insurance for like you can't buy it on the market. Like, can you just talk through the like why this is why this is important and why why it's a benefit to someone to, to go into the pesture program versus like you know, and not to say that on the open market they can't get a good insurance, but for me personally, one of the reasons that I am a, a huge fan of pesture is that it was built for our industry. And it was built for, um, you know, it was built with people in mind that knows our industry very, very well. Yeah, so that's right. I mean, we're, um, you know, there's, 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 and not, not saying about competition or what, but there, there's people that are out there that, you know, have pest, or, or have, or excuse me, have pest control programs, you know, but there's no one out there that has their own insurance company that operates as an insurance company that makes the decisions for, for the, for the group, um, and, and, and knows, and knows the industry knows that knows specifically about termite claims. We've seen everything. We, we, right. we know, we know how, how, how it all works. Um, instead of the standard market where someone says we want to write pest control companies, and then you have adjusters when a claim happens that, they don't. They don't know what Centricon is. They, they don't. They don't know really how to ha- properly handle those types of situations where we we do. Um, I guess unfortunately we we've seen it all. <laughs> so, but uh, no. So, and and, and they get they get access to um, they they get access to uh, loss prevention. T- I mean, we have a, when someone becomes a part of pressure, they have, we have a members only area of a website. They go in, we've got all, we've got all kinds of things to help you with your safety and loss control efforts. We have, you know, like I said, dedicated teams, the certificates sound like a, a, something everyone should be able to do. But one of the challenges a lot of PMPs have are particularly on commercial work uh, of getting the certificate language correct, dealing with compliance folks and, and all that. We have two dedicated people that just help with that. We issue 130,000 certificates a year. Um, there's just a lot of little things. It's hard to articulate um, until you actually experience it in, in a lot of ways that people have come to really appreciate about the program. And, and you know, one thing I think is really important to, to point out here is uh, unlike a standard market, you're, uh, we get to know these folks. 
we know your business. We know uh, your your operation and, and your culture. And you might have a bad loss year. You might have a really bad thing happen. And unlike a standard market, we're not going to kick you to the curb. I mean, uh, have we had to, have we have we had the non-renew people before? Very rarely. Um, but that's because for other reasons, you know, they're not they're not changing the behavior that created those incident, those situations. But, you know, we're, someone has a bad claim. We're not going to go and say, well, sorry, your rate was X and now it's Y and try to triple your rates and, or, or just non-renew you altogether the first year or anything like that. Even the year three, four or five, you know, we've got a history together and, and we're able to humanize this whole underwriting process and, 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 um, and we're not having to, to rely on somebody that it's some computer model somewhere that tells you what you're going to be paying for your insurance. I, you know, one thing you mentioned, I think it's really important worth repeating here is the resource with like Linda and her team and, and the ability to, to implement safety at your company and have her come out and help. Right. I mean, that, that has been, we, we've used that and I'm giving a personal testimonial here, but it was great. Right. I mean, it, it, I think it's a, like you said, kind of your off-the-shelf insurance company, they're not going to have that kind of depth, and yeah. certainly not those kind of resources. So, I mean, yeah, if, I mean, if you're, I was going to say, if you're on the program and you haven't used that, or if you haven't uh, looked at that, it absolutely is something that you should because it's there, right? And it's all part of the program. I mean, one of the people, one of the things that we invest heavily in every year is, is our loss prevention meeting. Uh, we had it in Memphis this past September. Last, we have it every fall. It's become, I mean, Linda does an amazing job and, 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 um, on the agenda. And, and we, we just, I hear about it throughout the year. People look forward to it. It's a day and a half of breakout sessions. We have an excellent agenda that's very pertinent and timely to the issues that PMPs are facing. And the, it's a very powerful day and a half where one of the neat things about pressure too is and the industry, as you guys know, how, how willing people are to share best practices. And that's, that's certainly alive and well in our group. And, um, and as a matter of fact, uh, many of our presenters are actual insurers, you know, and, and so they help and they want to, they want to educate the group and it's been very powerful. Well, I, I sent two people to that conference and they had a great time. <laughs> yeah. but, but I told them, I'm like, you got to bring back something useful, which they did. But they, yeah. they, they had nothing but accolades to say for the conference. So I, I agree with you on that. But... <laughs> so uh, just from a, a general to a specific, tell us about, you know, I, I know I'm, I hear rumblings about what's going on in insurance, but uh, how do you think that we're doing uh, from an insurance perspective uh, versus other industries versus the past? I mean, are you optimistic, pessimistic? What do you think 2024 is going to uh, bring us? Yeah. Um, well, the, first of all, we, we get a, we get a look, as I mentioned, we get about two point a little over two, $2 billion of revenue rolled up and we, we just completed a lot of one, one renewals and we have, we have renewals throughout the year, but the industry, first of all, the industry is doing well. Um, I mean, oh, yeah, we're from, 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 from my chair and you, and I'm sure you, I mean, Dan, you, you see a lot too, but I, I'm just looking at projected revenues year over year. I'm seeing, you know, 
five to seven percent average, you know, maybe a little more depending on the size company, but all in another another growth year is projected based on what the re- the revenues show. And yeah. that's, 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 that's held true, fortunately for many, many, many years. Um, and so I think that that's, that's, that's a positive sign, but as far as your, your question, um, how, how is the industry doing? Well, the general liability side for, for PMPs is performing well. The other, you know, like with our book and I'll just talk about pesture. I mean, we have a couple of really bad claims a year where we buy a few houses, you know, termite claims or whatever, (laughs) you know, but the, 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 you know, the most profitable line of coverage we have is general liability and always always has been. It's ironic because that's why the captives was started in 1980, that that was going to be a big money loser. And there's, there, there's, there's a, there's a, there's more, more markets out there that want to write general liability because of that, they know that, that they know they can make money doing it. Um, let me, and I'll save the, I'll save the auto for last the workers comp. You know, we, the, the one thing i mentioned, we do the underwriting. Well, we workers comp is set by the state. So we don't, we don't do the underwriting on that, but the rates to benefit PMPs are historic lows. I mean, this, it's interesting, the swings in the market, like every seven, eight year, year the rates will go up and down. But right now, everyone, everyone, uh, everyone is enjoying low low rates for cl- the various class codes on their payroll. So work comp rates are down, and and I'm knocking on wood, but the the work comp the work comp um, has performed well. <clears throat> one thing I'll mention is I think one of the one of the things when I I've been doing the in, uh, in involved with pressure now um, for 14 years. I can't believe that, but um, when I first started work comp was a huge problem. I mean, it was bad. And one of the things is that we, we implemented was a dedicated team, dedicated adjuster team for the claims. Um, like we do, do like we have with liability. So you're an assigned, when you come to pressure, you're assigned an adjuster. You get to know them. They get to know you. You pick up the phone, you talk to a human being and you work through your claims together. Um, but we, we put together a dedicated worker comp works, workers comp, um, team, and we hired a nurse case manager to help us lower the medical expenses, you know, challenging the doctor's opinions on whether someone needs surgery or not, and really getting into the file and getting their hands dirty on it. And so that, that's helped a lot with our performance in workers comp. Um, I, I think we're probably performing better on comp than the, the industry than, than other than outside standard market. I, I, that would be my, my, my guess. Because um, of the, the, uh, uh, meetings and resources. Or... Yeah. And in, in, in the hands-on approach we have, and you know, the, you know, we're, we're, uh, the dedication we have to it, the, the, the investment we've made on a day-to-day basis of fighting these, these claims. And so I think that's, that's helped us a lot. Um, and the, the biggest challenge and, and I don't, I don't want to start a depressing topic for 2024, but it's not going away. I mean, it's, it the, is, is the auto market, the, the legal environment that we're facing is scary. 
I mean, it is, it is. And I can tell you about right when it, right when it was, when I started really getting concerned about the auto uh, and the, in the environment was 2015 or 16. I mean, something, something, I don't know what it, it wasn't like a law changed or something, but it just seemed like there was a lot more activity on the larger settlements, more, even more plaintiff attorneys um, involved. And, and, and I think well also because of our exposure, our growth, I mean, our, our number of insured vehicles went up too, but over the, over that time frame, but we are again, not trying to be the standard market. This, you know, the standard market I've heard, I've heard people paying up to $10,000 a vehicle in some markets. Yikes. Yeah. Um, I've heard, I've heard, I've heard several markets where people are paying 5,000, you know, some of those folks are going to have some pretty poor loss history, but just to give you an idea, there are very, very, very few auto markets that, that want to write commercial auto fleets of any kind and how, how we're doing compared to another service industry. Um, you know, I, and I've asked our actuary that, you know, they look at, they do the actuary uh, projections for several fleet driven businesses. And she says for years, we've done just a little bit better than, 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 than the average, but you know, the last few years is that's probably not been the case. We've just, it depends on the year, but we're not performing work really worse. It's, it's just everybody's everybody that's driving a company vehicle is in a tough spot, no matter, no matter what the industry is. And so if you go out there and say, look, I, I want, I want, I want options on my auto and you go to whoever to get you options. It's the, the places they can go are going to be surplus lines you know, maybe non-admitted carriers where old Republican were admitted a plus carrier, which is important, uh, you know, but, uh, what, what does admitted mean? What, yeah, what admitted, admit, admit, basically an admitted carrier is if, if something were to happen to pest, you're, you're guaranteed to get your claim paid. This is just an easy way to explain it. A non-admitted carrier is, um, is, is, uh, may, that may not happen. Right. I mean, it, 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 it you know, the, the last I saw somebody had a co- competitor quote, like an A minus, A minus non-admitted paper. You just never know. You, you, your preference is to have an admitted, admitted paper on all your policies. Um, but um, I'm not saying non-admitted carriers aren't legitimate or good enough but you know, I'd, I'd prefer to be yeah, on an admitted paper if, if I were buying insurance. I like, but, I like but, guarantees when it comes to insurance. I just say that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so, uh, you know, um, and so the, the challenge we've had, and I really don't see an end in sight for it, um, or we've had to do it too. But what I'm going to get my point across here is that we've, we've increased rates the last many years. I mean, since 2015, 16, with five to 20 to 25% or whatever we've needed to do, um, just to get our, just to get, our, we're just trying to get enough premium to pay our claims for the auto. And it's very difficult to underwrite. It's super difficult to underwrite. You know, when you've got a, 
you got a claim that spins out of control. Someone's paying one hundred fifty thousand dollars for their auto insurance, and they get something that should have settled for you know two or three two hundred thousand dollars. Now it's dragging on, and people want five million bucks, and it just you know how do you how do you get enough premium to cover those losses? And so collectively, as a book, as a as a program, we're trying to get we're trying to accomplish that, and I think we're getting right when we think we're getting close, and we get we get hammered with more losses, and we just gotta, it's a never ending process Todd, for us. But Todd, Todd, I think it was you that talked to me about. Um, you know, uh, our last episode was about private equity and, um, you know, the, some of the good and rolling up, but some of these private equity uh, companies are creating these pools of legal. So they, they'll, they'll support somebody through a, a claims process that they might settle, but they, they can't keep it going for a while. And uh, can, can you describe some of that? Are you, are you subject to any of that? Oh yeah. I mean, that, that, that's great. Thanks for bringing it up. I mean, it it makes my stomach hurt talking about the auto environment it really does. It just heats me up. And I know several of our insurers, we've had so many conversations about, about, about the, what's going on. And one of them is the private equity, right? I mean, you've got, they've stepped in and they're doing the, the putting money up to these plenty of attorneys and let them keep these cases alive for as long as they can. And it's, push them out and go for the big settlements and they're funding them. I mean, mm -hmm. that's a really difficult situation to be that's in. That's crazy. That I is... mean, and, 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 and guess what? They're making a ton of money. Oh, sure. They are. Yeah. And, 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 you know, the, the, what the other, uh, other coverage is the umbrella and, you know, it goes hand in hand with the auto because the umbrella carriers are seeing huge claims. We had one last year settle and it was a, it was, you know, probably should have been a big number because there were some, some fatalities involved, but $9 million, you know, that was well into the umbrella layer. Um, and we have a partner that we've had for a long time with, with Axa XL is our, our kind of our, been our, pro, our, our program go-to for the umbrella market. And um, we've been able to, even though a lot of most of our insurers don't feel like they're getting a good deal on their umbrella, it's better than better than what it could have been. Um, and we can put up more limits than, than most people can. And so, um, but you know, overall, overall, overall over a five, five year period, Pesher has performed well in the umbrella. I mean, if you add up all the premium and the paid losses, we're, we're looking pretty good on, on the umbrella the last couple of years have been pretty rough, but, um, you know, so, you know, that, that's a, that's a, that's another area where it's difficult to go get th those options, but I still haven't made my point. I don't think about the, 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 when we're turning the dial up and raising rates, we're not doing it with the standard market mindset. We're doing it with, we're, 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 we're all in the same boat together. We're a captive. You're part of the captive the Pesher family, basically, we're trying to ease ease into these increases and give you some predictability and not just come in and say, well, you want in, we got to double your rate. I mean, just one year overnight, boom. And what I'd, what I'd say to people, I think one of the questions, the prep questions that I read was that, you know, what do you want, what should, what should you be telling people? I mean, what 
to expect in 2024. And I think that, you know, with your, whoever you're with, make sure you're speaking to your agent or broker about this and have, you should be anyway, but at least six months, if your renewals in August, I'd schedule a call this month just to get some insight on what they're telling you and what the game plan is, you know, because there's not anybody out there that has a, a, a pest control company insured. That's their agent or broker. That's not nervous about the auto renewal. There's not, there's not one. I mean, there yeah, might be, a few, some, there might, yeah. there might be a few. And guess what? Every now and then, every now and then you'll run into, run into a deal where a smaller company, you know, might have whatever they started off with three or four or five vehicles. And then they, they were some, somebody that was local and like they were with state farm or something. And, you know, state, they haven't woken up yet. They've grown up to be a 20 vehicle company and they still have a really good rate. And I just say, I see it. And someone might be paying well below market rate. And uh, I'll just say, keep the gift under the tree as long as you can, because (laughs) it's, you know, don't, don't mess with it. But very, very rarely do you run into that type of situation. But if you have losses, if you've had a loss, I don't care what, if there's any activity, standard markets are going to try to get a significant increase from you um, and, or non-renew it. They don't care. You know, they're, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll non-renew it. Um, and we're trying to stay in the game and do the right thing, but also try to get enough rate to make, to make it a good business decision. So I have a couple of questions from what you were just saying there. So would, I mean, is what you're saying is that a lot of the litigation is what's driving the, the cost up in, on the auto side? Is that, I mean, I was thinking about, I mean, there's a thing that's happening in Florida now, which by the way, I'm no insurance expert here, but you know, there's in the news about all these insurers that are leaving Florida because of fraud and like basically they're and and now they're talking about litigation to try to like curb some of that. Like, is that what's driving the 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 pricing in in that market? And and if so, I mean, what is there to do other than just pay it? I mean, I mean, I don't know that. I mean, is there any way of? I mean, other, I mean, obviously there's your standard mitigation stuff, which is safety training. I mean, I don't I don't want to make light of any of that, but is there a way to curb it? I guess is my question. Is that what's driving? And if it is, then then is there anything that can be done? Well, you know, the, you know, the only thing that's really going to change is, is it's tort reform. Um, you know, and I mean, yeah, or make, but yeah. in Florida, Florida has actually, is actually, when was this? This was, it seems like about a year ago where they changed the law where if, if a plaintiff attorney, they changed it to where if a plaintiff attorney directed care, in other words, you know, to the, to the claimant, like they said, go to that doctor. You're going to go to my golf buddy, back surgeon, and get cut on unnecessarily. And you're going to go do this and do that. So they they, they do this. So you, you have the claim. The they're all wired with their doc, doctor friends, and they're all in the same. They're all trying to stick it to the insurance companies. So they'll get somebody to go have surgeries, bring up medical bills, get the number up where the settlement's going to be higher, and all that. Well, the law changed. Fortunately, and, and it it's going to end up helping us in Florida, where now you have to disclose the plaintiff attorney has to disclose whether or not they directed care or not. 
that's a that's a big step, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that's that that's going to help. But funny thing is that the the week before that law changed, we got thirty five lawsuits in the in our claim department because all these guys knew it, right? Mm-hmm. So. Or, I mean, I don't know the exact number, but it was like a, more than several dozen claims. But sure. no, that's that, Donnie, that's driving it. And, and, um, uh, you know, that's, that's what makes it so, so scary. Not to pick on Florida, but, you know, it, we, we have a lot of exposure there. But, um, it's not just, it's Southeast, it's everywhere. I mean, it's everywhere, but it's, you know, Southeast and Texas is Texas, Georgia. Florida, um, you know, North, North, North and South Carolina. I mean, it, 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 you can't really isolate it to one area. Um, and, and, you know, we're, we're, we've had to, you know, we want, we want people and the captive to take higher deductibles, you know, so, you know, our, our deductibles range from $2,500 to $250,000 on, on auto and general liability, um, to help, and our our mission in life is to help PMPs lower their cost of risk. That's the end, end of the day. You're in this program. We don't want you to buy more insurance. We want you to buy less insurance and pay less over the long haul. And those that can, over a five-year period, being in the captive, particularly during this environment we're in, um, have saved a lot of money uh, over the long haul. And so I, I think that's a good thing. But you know, that's, that's, that's the way you've got to look at it. Even though rates are going up, you, you're better off in, in a, in a, in a structure like this than you would be out hoping, hoping for good things to happen to you in the standard market right now. I, I would just add to our listeners and I'm not, by the way, this is not advice. I'm just going to tell you what I do, <laughs> <laughs> but I will say on the auto side, our philosophy is if it's under 10 K we just take care of it. We, we try to avoid an auto claim, um, especially if it's like single, you know, obviously if there's some other people involved in those types of things, then, then we got to do it. But if it's, and the reason is because we don't want to make the claim, right? I mean, we don't, yeah, we don't want it. You never know where somebody's going to come out and say, geez, oh, my back, my leg, you know? So that's and, true. And Again, I'm not giving after. advice. That's, don't give that so, kind of advice. But, I'm but, not giving but, advice. but I do have a question. If you raise the deductible, then you're kind of self-insuring. Do you put a pool of money together to leave, you know, like I, I could see going from 500 to a thousand or a thousand to 2,500, but you were talking hundreds of thousands in deductible. And I, I imagine that's not for the mom and pop pest control. That's for some big guys that you work yeah. with. Right. But what, what are there rules with respect to that? Like, because if I, if I finance a vehicle, they're going to require certain minimums. So then I can't finance my vehicles if I, uh, drive up my 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 minimum or my deductibles like that. What what what's the recommendation on self insuring a piece of it like like you're saying? Well, let me um, I, I'm, maybe maybe you're you're alluding to. Um, let me just just say, I'm talking about there's auto liability mm-hmm. premium, and then there's what we call APD auto physical damage. So the comp and collision. So when you have an accident to fix the vehicle or fix another vehicle, you know. So those are separate. A lot of, a lot of, if I told you we have 17,000 vehicles insured for auto liability. Okay. Over the years, I've tried to show our, our insureds where it makes sense. 
not to fully insure the vehicle. Don't, I mean, you know, someone might be paying 50 grand a year or something to insure all these vehicles, full coverage. Well, then you run the numbers on it and they're, they don't have many claims and they're just throwing money away. So just self-insure the auto physical damage piece of it and buy the, buy the liability. But what you're, I think Dan, what you're alluding to is these lease companies or whoever, you know, they, they want you to have full coverage on the, on the vehicle. Um, and so that then, then that's why people, while I let people keep it out of the 17,000 vehicles, only, we only have full coverage on only about 3000. Oh, really? Wow. To get, to give you an idea. I mean, that's how many people are self-insuring their APD, mm-hmm. right. but there are also a lot of big, there's also some larger companies mixed in there. So, you know, mm-hmm. but, uh, even some smaller operations, but when the small, you know, somebody's got 20, 30, vehicles 40 whatever a lot of them are just you know are required to do it and they have to, they have to do it right right, right. so but um, i don't know if i answered your question yeah you but did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah another so you, you said what can we do about it i'm going to throw this out there i mean you know and i know hiring people's one of the number one most difficult things to find good good talent i, I you're going to hear it that that conversation throughout the year it continues but the hiring, when you talk about all this loss prevention, talk about going to all these conferences and all the resources, you know, in my opinion, hiring practices is a number one, you know, that's where it starts. Um, obviously with the good company culture and everything else, that's a given, but I'm talking about the hiring practices and what we've seen. And we did some kind of the statistics on a couple of different of our insureds where, there had been some really bad claims, you know, just some, just a, a string of bad claims. What is going on? You know, what can, can we draw any conclusions here? Um, and the conclusion and the answer is yes. And the, that is novice drivers and novice drivers are defined as we define as Linda Mendiet, our loss prevention uh, director defines as five years or five years or less behind the wheel. Okay, so a lot of these folks aren't starting to drive at 16 anymore or whatever. They're later in life. They're, you know, don't get their license till 21 and somebody hires them. They're 22. They've been behind the wheel two years and boom, there you go. I mean, yeah. it is it is sort of alarming how how uh, the large percentage of the of, of, of those large claims are novice drivers. Um, and that's, that's a fact. I mean, that is, that is a, um, you know, specific to pesture, but I guarantee you across the industry right. that if you've got, you, you ask a lot of these owners who had the accident, how long they've been with you, how long they've been driving and they're going to be, young, they're going to be a novice driver. So, well, then you go, well, Hey Todd, you can't, we can't, you know, we, we got to hire people. We can't, you know, but I'm not saying don't be careful when you, when you hire novice drivers, I guess is my message and try not to. I mean, if you can avoid hiring somebody that does, doesn't have much driving experience, that's a pretty obvious you know comment, but that we've seen it and it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's causing problems. And so. That's such a good point that you're making because it is true. I mean, people, I, I have teens now and I'm, shocked that um 
absolutely shocked. Like when I would, when I turned 16 that morning, oh. 8 a.m. Oh, everybody on their birthday. I was there. there. Like, let's Same, go. Yeah. Like I was, I mean, that was my ticket to freedom and buddy, I couldn't get it soon enough. And my oh. kids, my kids now like, yeah, yeah. We'll, yeah. 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 I mean, it's just different. Yeah. Right? And so it's, you know, you, you, that's such a good point. I mean, and yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, bur- I burned through, I burned through two tanks of gas the day I got my, when I was 16, <laughs> I was ready to go. Yeah. But I, there is something interesting that you brought up. So being this Florida resident coming from New Jersey, I have a 21 year old and he didn't do anything, but his insurance tripled going from New Jersey to Florida and New Jersey's not a cheap state. So. Right. Uh, yeah. Know, so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, we're, we're seeing it. And then, so, you know, and we're careful where we're, you know, we're, we're not, we're not uh, just going out there trying to write every best control company we can get our hands on. We want, we want good partners. We want people that see the value in a long-term partnership with and have having the predictability. And, and at some point, you know, we get sick and tired of every year, some guy coming in and saying, you know, there's no real rhyme or reason, but here you go, here are your numbers. And, you know, we want it to be insurance. No one likes to talk about, we should have started with that, but we, we try to make it, we try to make it easy. Uh, and, and, uh, really as pain-free as possible. If it, if it can be that way. And, and to give you, to give you, you know, uh, everything's, we open the curtain and show you everything behind the curtain and we, we want to, that's the way we operate and, and everybody needs to understand that um, even though, like you, like you mentioned, you're the rate going from New Jersey to Florida. I mean, I, you know, we have insurance um, umbrellas going up for no, they don't have a loss. They didn't have a loss and yeah. they're just, you're, you're in the, you're, you're, you're just in the, in the market, in the market, in the market conditions that are just, unfavorable and you got to pay the price it's like homeowners. Like I yeah. couldn't believe my, couldn't believe how much my homeowner's bill went up. I, I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. I didn't have a claim, but I mean, doubled in the last three or four years. Yeah. Right. Hey, so I, uh, I, th- this is a pretty depressing conversation, but you have a terrific company. And so I just want to make sure that people understand this is not uh, a pesture problem. This is an insurance industry problem or, you know, so, so uh, I, I guess um, if people wanted to, uh, you know, uh, test the waters with you guys, um, what's the best way? Do they go through their broker? Do they go to you direct? How, how would I uh, start doing business with pesture? Yeah, yeah, no. Thanks for saying that. It it is not not a isolated depression. This is a, no, not this at is, all. This, yeah. this is a this is I'm just trying to give you kind of a the U.S. perspective of what's going on in the just the insurance market. It's it's just it, it's crazy. But no, the either way, we want like I said, we want to make it easy. If if they were if, if they're working with someone they like to work with, just have have their agent or send an email and make it an email introduction or give us a call. Um, or if they want to come direct to us, they can, um, uh, doesn't cost them more e- either way to do it. Um, and, and, and we're happy to, we're happy to accommodate whatever, whatever relationship they want to form. So if you have an agent or broker, who's your brother-in-law or good friend or whatever, go through them and they'll that's, get to that's you. That's all good. No yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Or direct and, 
we can, you know, if we figure it out, we, we can do all the service, which 99% of the co-broker accounts that we work with, you know, we, we do all the service and the, the, the local agent that, that might still be involved is just, is there to kind of validate what we're all doing and, and be the kind of quarterback of the relationship. So we don't want to, we don't want to, we don't want to disrupt any, any relationships at all. Yeah. Well, Todd, listen, it has been fantastic having you on. I learned a lot and I, I knew auto was obviously escalating and, and I see it here at Triangle and, and, and everyone I talk to that's, it's obviously a big concern. So I appreciate, I wasn't anticipating this episode to turn it into the auto episode, but, but certainly it's such a big topic. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a it huge is. topic. It, <laughs> right. Well, yeah. And I, I'm sorry for kicking off the new year on you know, such a, such a depressing time. <laughs> Not Maybe, at all. But no, I mean, yeah. it, but it's, but you have to be, I mean, everyone's got to be eyes wide open on it. It's not going away. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So with that, Todd, thanks again. Uh, we will certainly have you on again. And again, uh, for, for all of our listeners, any resources, anything we talked about, we're going to put a link up on pmpindustryinsider.com. Just take a look under show notes. We will absolutely link Pesher's uh, website off of that for the show notes. And and like Todd said, if there's something you're interested in, everyone's feeling the pressure. I would certainly highly recommend. And and we don't, you know, for, for us, I, again, I'm, I use their services. I would highly recommend it, at least give them a call, figure out what's going on and, and shop it. Because again, I think insurance is a place where you really need to pay attention. For me, I'm very, very big picture. That's one I do dial in on. Well, with that, we will see you all next time. If you, we always appreciate any positive reviews, any, 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 any accolades, and of course, all the complaints and 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 any negatives can all go to Dan. So with that, we're going to sign <laughs> off. We'll see you all next time. See ya. Take care. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.